Welcome to episode two of the Lead to Win podcast, where this week we have a very special guest, one that I am very familiar with, head football coach at McDonald County High School in Missouri, Coach Kellen Hoover. Coach Hoover will share thoughts on core values within our program and how to implement them to develop a culture that wins. I'm your host, Bo Bergen. Let's get to work. Again, welcome to the episode two of the Lead to Win podcast. Um, I'm joined by a very special guest, Coach Kellen Hoover, head football coach at McDonald County High School. Coach Hoover is in his seventh year as head football coach at McDonald County High School and is now, as of a few games ago, the winningest coach in program history. Coach Hoover started his coaching career at Monette High School as an offensive assistant coach and helped lead the Cubs to a state title in 2016. He took the head job in McDonald County in 2017, inheriting a program that had won just nine games in the previous 10 years combined, and in seven years has turned the program into a competitive and tough opponent week in and week out. The McDonald County football program has played in two district championships over the last three years, and morale could not be higher. Coach Hoover has a proven track record of developing young men to be leaders through clear, concise, and communicated core values within his program that his players buy into and live by while being a part of his team. Coach, welcome. Uh, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be on the show. So I want to start off giving our guests a little bit of background on you. I wanted to know, uh, you know, kind of what your biography would look like if I told you to describe your upbringing, uh, where you're from, what kind of led you into coaching, and what led you to McDonald County. Sure. So born and raised in El Dorado Springs, Missouri, you know, involved in in sports as early as I could be involved. Uh, My parents were incredible um, and influential in that. They sometimes I get a little emotional when I just think about how I was brought up and how I was raised. They made sure that that they were supportive in every single thing we did, and not and not just athletics. Uh, we, we did band, we did uh, piano lessons, just everything to try to make us as well rounded uh, as as we could be, and try to get us involved in as many things as we could. Uh, they made that effort. They made it work around everything that they were doing. You know, I think of think of my dad. You know, going from being a CPA when I was younger and then just as my, my little brother and I got older and more involved, he, he, he switched jobs, switched careers so that he could be around more. Cause you know, CPAs around tax season, they're, they're gone a lot. And you know, he would, he would come back home kind of in the evenings to be with us. And then he would go back to work and, you know, he, he switched careers so he could be around more and, and, and get us to things. And, you know, I just think about that kind of stuff a lot uh, just in, in parenting my own kids. Like, I, I think about how I was brought up and and what my parents did uh, just to make everything work, all the moving parts, because uh, we, I'm, my little brother and I were involved in a lot of different things. And so when I think about my parents and, and just the effort that I know it took, especially now being a parent of not even uh, kids that are involved in things yet, I can already see how much time and, and effort it took from them to basically kind of throw everything else to the side and, and, make sure that we were able to do everything we wanted to do and be involved in everything we wanted to be involved in. And um, so from there, you know, played three sports in high school, you know, was fortunate enough to 
uh, get to go play college baseball, you know, you, you, which you were a part of uh, for a time. And so anyway, went to Missouri Southern and uh, played baseball there. Met a lot of great people and people I still talk to to this day. Um, some of my best friends are from that time. And from there, ended up uh, going to Monette to work for uh, the head coach from my senior year of high school football. Uh, he, he had moved to Monette at that time, Chad DePay. Probably maybe the most influential person as far as from a coaching standpoint that I've been around. Um, just an incredible person, incredible coach. Um, they moved in right across the street from us my senior year and just an incredible family coach to pay and, and Sherry and, and the two kids, uh, they were incredible. Uh, just, just, they were an incredible family and it was amazing to, to just, you know, you, you get a whole different perspective playing for somebody and then working for them. And so was able to see him in two different lights. I mean, thought he was an incredible man as a player and then same thing as, as a coach working for him. Um, you know, just can't say enough about coach to pay. And so was, was fortunate enough to work, uh, for him. And then when he went to Ozark, Derek Ewell came in and, uh, was the head coach for a couple of years and another, and another great coach, like just, uh, the creativity and, uh, you know, just, he's a different guy than, than coach to pay, but at the same time, a, a really effective coach that does a great job with kids uh, in his own way and so learn from two different uh you know personalities as far as coaching goes and saw that the main thing is is that you you when you are in that role you are yourself you you coach as yourself you don't try to be someone else you, you coach out of your personality out of, out of who you are and so I saw that from those two I learned a lot from those two and enjoyed my time at Monette so much and, uh, you know, then, like you said, was, was fortunate enough to get a job here in 2017 and, uh, you know, stepped into a place with a lot of great pieces already in place as far as just trying to put a football program together as, as far as a winning culture, uh, had, had great administration, great assistance, and, uh, you know, talent was here too. And uh, it really was a great situation to step into because of all those pieces that were already in place. Oh, and I'd be, I'm sorry. I would, I would be, I would be in trouble and uh, can't forget, obviously got married to my wife, Laura. She's actually a part of uh, the core values uh, conversation that we're going to have uh, kind of important in that actually. And then obviously have two kids. Blake is four, uh, Hayden's one. And, uh, I couldn't go on and not talk about them and just the the blessing that they are. And you know it as uh, as somebody who's been in the coaching profession, um, they have to sacrifice a lot, you know, not home a lot. And my wife's incredible. She's superwoman uh, handling both of the kids uh, for long hours when I'm when I'm at work. Um, she's amazing. And, uh, you know, the, the two kids are such a blessing as well. It's a really good thing you remember to say that because um, <laughs> I, I often forget that too. But, yeah, I'm with you. Good coaches never never have uh, bad wives. Absolutely. So on the other end of that, you know, we talk a lot about upbringing and what leads you to a place. But when it's all said and done, what do you want people to remember you by once you leave a place? What, what are some things that you – want your players to know and want the communities to know um, really anybody that you come into contact with, what do you, what do you want them to remember you by? 
Um, I hope they know how much, you know, I, my assistants, you know, all of us, I hope people know how much we care about kids and how much, how much the day to day, it, it really affects us. Just the things going on with them. I mean, to, to tell you the truth, they are, they are like our own kids, you know, while we're here, they are. And, um, you know, for, for so much of the day they are. And so all the ups and downs that they're going through, uh, we're, we're right there with them in that. And so I, ho I hope people know how much that we as coaches care about the kids. And, and you know, I hope that when I'm gone, it, it, it can be said, you know, really cared about the success, whatever that looked like. I mean, success looks different for a lot of different people and hope that, you know, I, I cared about bringing, bringing along developing successful husbands and fathers. And, and that's what we're, that's what we're really here for. The wins and losses are great. You know, I'm, I'm a, I'm, I'm a competitor through and through, but aside from wins and losses, like those, those are just, a, a fun part of the job, but the, the important part of the job, and, and and again, the the part that I hope I'm remembered for more than wins and losses, is I hope that people thought I really tried to develop young people, uh, tried to bring along and develop future husbands and fathers, and and those are the those are the really nice texts and calls that you get later on. It's coach, thank you for you know, whatever situations we went through together. Um, those are the, those are the ones that, that you really appreciate uh, down the road when you get those kinds of calls and texts. Um, that that's, that's when you're like, okay, you know, we go through hard times, wins, losses, all that. Some years are really hard, but then you get those. And it's like, okay, we are making a difference, whether we see it on the short term or not uh, long term. You, you start to see that and that's what makes it that's what makes it worthwhile and i hope that's what that's what is remembered when i'm gone you know i i asked you what you wanted to talk about and uh i when i sent you a few topics i i kind of knew what you were going to pick i don't i don't know why but that tells me that you've done a good job of communicating your core values and um, kind of making it your brand uh, in your program. So what are your core values and, you know, what, uh, what leads up to setting those in place? So I'll start with the second part of that. So there was a time that I felt like, you know, we kind of, you know, when, when you are in a program, you, you have things that you want it to be about, you know, you, you have, these things that you feel like are important, non-negotiables, I guess you might say. But the part about getting them written down on paper and, and getting them concise and and what you want it is a process. And so it was actually, this is where my wife, Laura, comes into the picture. Uh, so we were kind of talking about that. And she was, uh, you know, for, for her work, for her job, she was kind of going through some Donald Miller stuff and and so he's big on mission statement and core values and things like that and so she actually was kind of an expert on it at the time because she had really dove into it uh for work and so it was actually the perfect time timing to kind of go through that and and figure out what those were and what we wanted them to be and so i think we had a couple long drives uh, you know her family lives in omaha so we make that trip a few times and so i think we spent one of those six hour drives uh, just talking about core values and and kind of trying to drill that down and, and figure out what 
we wanted it to be. And um, so actually she's pretty influential in, in all of this, but you know, we kind of got down to it. And so ours are family, which is actually, which actually stands for forget about me. I love you. That's, that's a really important one for us. It's probably, uh, that's number one. And, uh, above all else, that's, that's what matters. But our, our other two that, that go along with that is, so we've got grit. Um, you know, there's been a lot of talk about grit there. And, uh, then in addition to that, we've got integrity. And so we feel like that's what we want our program to be about. That's what we want our kids that are involved in our pro our coaches that are involved in our program to be about. Uh, those are the things that matter to us. And, um, you know, that again, went through a process, you know, an initial, brainstorming session with, with her and then brought that into coaches meetings and things like that. We just kind of hashed it out and figured out, you know, what was the most important things for us, what was going to help us be a successful football team, but also, you know, develop young people, develop great young people. And so you kind of have to find what that is. And, uh, you know, I feel like we've done an okay job with that. I'm, I won't say we always do a perfect job at, uh, at making sure that it uh, is just constantly in front of them, but I feel like most of our kids could relay what our core values are. And, you know, that was, that was part of what, uh, what, what my wife talked about. She said, how many places have mission statements that nobody can say and core values that nobody can recite like that. And that's what you don't want to be because, uh, you want your core values to actually be uh, an important part of your day to day. Yeah. I've often heard that culture is not a poster on the wall, or something on a slideshow, but if your people can recite it back to you and it's always on the top of their mind, um, what we're about, uh, that's when you know that you've made a difference. And uh, so, and I can say from experience being around your players, most of them do know you guys break out the family. You, you constantly recite that, forget about me. I love you. I guarantee you every single player in your program knows what family stands for. So that's a that's a testament to you and your coaching staff. So leading into that, when does the installation of your core values start? Does that start in the summer? Does that start in the fall when you have everybody together? Um, when does that say I'm a new coach? I've got it in my head what I want my program to look like, how I want, how I want my kids to act. When do I start installing those uh, core values into my players? Um, so, so for us, I mean, obviously we want to make sure that any, any coach that comes into, into our staff is familiar with our core values prior to anything. And that those, you know, those meetings happen in the spring before we get to all of our off season stuff in the summer, but throughout the summer, we really don't formally introduce anything, but, you know, obviously there's situations that arise that we can use those as an example, you know, uh, again, our first and foremost, the family one, that that's touched on really, really early in the summer uh, from, you know, June waits when we really don't have truly our football team together where it's, it's just a lot of uh, a lot of just the off season weights and workouts part of it. Uh, but once we get start getting into, and it is talked about there uh, at times, but once we get into camp, that's where we really start to talk about it a little more. Uh, even though, again, it's not our official team, it's not our, actual football team at that point because obviously we're going to add a lot more once school gets there and things like that but you know it's definitely referred to a lot throughout the summer and and the importance of that and, and we and we do mention that they are our core values they're not just words we throw out there we say this is really important to us and 
So we, we, we start that through June, through July. And then once we get to August, it, and it kind of depends on the schedule, depending on how days fall with the start of school and, and you know, the, the new format for two-a-day practices, um, you know, you get mandatory breaks throughout those days. And uh, that's when we're able to get a little more formal with it and say, okay, here's our core values. And then we're able to dive in and say, okay, for this day, we're going to talk about family and what that means and what that means to our program. And um, then, you know, you can do the same with grit and integrity. You, you can, you can kind of take a day and it doesn't take that long. You just need to have, you know, a, a discussion and, 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 a, and, and obviously you have that topic already there, but you know that we're we're able to kind of dive into a little more once we get to that point, and then it's constant referring back to it throughout the season. So in the installation process, and I say installation, more instilling those into your players. You mentioned inst- instilling it first in your assistant coaches. So if I'm a uh, if I'm a business executive, for example. I I have these core values that I need to get to all of my people, whether it's a small organization or a big organization. How important is it for me to my assistant coaches, for example, or, you know, my quote unquote assistant coaches, how, how important is it to educate them on what we're about so that they can push those core values to the people that they lead? Maybe they're quote unquote position group or things like that. And how important is it for them to be able to effectively teach that and uh, model that? Yeah. I mean, I think that's extremely important. I mean, number one, we try to make sure that we hire people that fall in line with those core values too. Cause you know, the core values of our program aren't just, aren't just for our kids. They're for, it should be a part of their day to day as well. And, And so they should have, a, a basic understanding of it, whether they realized it or not, it should be something that's, you know, within them. Um, you know, that's kind of who we look for to hire, but you know, you, you, you definitely have to make sure that they are educated as far as what all of those mean and what's important to us, because it can't just come from one person. It can't just come, it can't just come from the same voice every day. It's got to come from all different places. If it's really, truly going to stick and, you know, be able to be like, like we talked about recited back and and understood that that's a non-negotiable for our program. um, It's got to come from everywhere. It's got to come from all different coaches uh, because one person's not going to see every situation. And also if only one person's saying it, it can kind of fall on deaf ears at times and, you know, different coaches have different relationships with kids and, you know, same thing in a business. I mean, the different people have different relationships with different people throughout the organization. And, you know, obviously you want that to come from someone that is highly respected. And, you know, I know that not every coach has, just a really close relationship with every single kid we have. You'd like to, but it's just impossible when you're talking about the numbers that we deal with. But there is a coach who has a good relationship with any given kid. And, you know, you want to make sure that that message is being talked about. And, you know, it's a part of the everyday conversation. And, you know, it's, it's, again, being, being talked about a lot uh, throughout every single day. So when you when you think about culture, and I know that's a widely used buzzword, 
and some people have a really good grasp of it and some people don't, but everybody seems to use that word. When you think about culture, from my angle, culture really taught or coached behaviors of everybody within the organization. And that's what the outcome is. Your, your culture is the outcome of the behaviors within your organization. How important is it for everybody in your organization to have a good grasp of your core values and how do those core values directly affect the behaviors on a day-to-day -day basis of, of everybody in your organization? Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I think that's, I mean, obviously that's extremely important that, you know, our core values are what drives us because uh, that that's why they are those values that, that matter so much to us. Cause we, we see that again, not only leading to a successful football team, a successful football season. That, that's not, that's not what we, what we put those in place for uh, solely. What we think those do is develop young people into you know, leaders, husbands, fathers, uh, we, that's what, that's what we think matters as we send them away from us as graduating seniors and they're going off to college, the workforce, uh, whatever that may be. And then obviously different family situations, um, you know, hopefully great husbands and fathers in the future. And we think that our core values help push them that direction. And, uh, that's really what they're there for. Again, that's why it was kind of a process because it, it doesn't just have to do with football. It, it has to do with life after football because uh, that's honestly more important than high school football when they get to that point. And um, so that's what we wanted to make sure that we were trying to prepare people for, uh, trying to prepare our uh, young men that go through our program for. And, you know, obviously that's why we talk about it every day. That's why we want to make sure that they understand it and, and its importance. And, you know, the, the things that I love to hear is when there's hard things going on and we're meeting adversity and things like that. I like to hear it from our kids. And I have is there's a situation that arises and somebody's not, you know, forgetting about me and, and I love you. Uh, you know, they're, they're thinking about themselves. They're, they're, you know, in what, whatever that looks like, you, you can hear some of their teammates start to refer to our family and, and forget about me. I love you. You know, other times you can hear them talk about having grit and, and, you know, fighting through hard things. And so that's, you know, that's when you know that some of these have taken hold and you hope take hold once they graduate and leave you and hope that they still remember some of these things, you know, that's, that's when it's really done its job. The, that's when our program's done its job. And so, you know, that's, that's kind of exciting for me when I hear that. We're all in the business of developing winners. And I think that's not on the scoreboard. Most, most of the time that's in life and their professional lives. And uh, yeah, that's, that's what makes it all worth it. So this podcast is called lead to win. And uh, you know, it's my, my personal philosophy or belief that, you know, if you have solid leadership and relatable and relevant core values that you instill in your constituents, winning will happen naturally on the scoreboard. How does that kind of align with your, your personal philosophy and how you lead kids to become winners? Yeah. You know, I, I think, I think it starts um, you know, and depending on the situation that you came into, you know, I'll use uh, McDonald County as, as really my my only experience when it comes to leading a, a program. You know, 
came in and, and I think it's Bill Walsh has a quote about acting or behaving like champions before you're, before you're champions. Right. And, uh, you know, basically saying that will come. And, you know, we, we've really tried to make sure that we follow that. And that, and that was from the get go, you know, things, again, you talk about, you know, the integrity core value. It's, it's things like picking up after yourself whenever you're, you're out to eat after a game or, you know, leaving places better than you found it, you know, locker rooms that there better not be any trash tape, things like that on the floor. We want to make sure we get that cleaned up. And so things like that. And I think I've heard stories from other coaches, how, you know, they say, how do you turn this program around? And that's one of the first things they say is, are we cleaning up after ourselves when we are out as a, as a team, you know? And, and so we obviously wanted to make sure that we acted like that because that's what champions do. You know, that's what successful people do. They take care of their own space. And so we've tried to make sure we do that, but, but then we tried to just instill, you know, again, through those core values that, those are what we expect, and that will that will translate into you know other parts of 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 your life, whether it be academics, whether it be football field. You know that that's why they were so important to us because we feel like they are all encompassing, and you know it's what it's what drives us. It's what drives uh, us as a program, uh, ideally us as individuals, and you know. Like you said, it, it's uh, kind of a culture that we want to make sure that we're trying to continue to push forward. Uh, and, you know, that's that's where core values have been a really big help for us. All right, I want to wrap up something that I want to do with each of our guests on here. I'm just going to kind of rapid fire some questions at you and uh, just say the first thing that comes to your head and it'll help us get to know you a little bit more. You know, I don't need a long answer. I just quick and concise. And uh, so here we go. Favorite food. See, this is one that there may be a long answer, man. I, this, this could be about anything. Um, and it, it's hard to beat a good steak. You know, that's, that's where I'm going to fall steak. Favorite sports team. You'd have to go the chiefs. I think outside of the Mustangs, sorry, Mustangs first, then the chiefs. If you got to go to one historic sporting event, which one would it be? You know, it would be, yeah, I, my, my Homer is showing here, but man, I would have loved to have been at the world series when the Royals won it a few years ago, just ha- haven't been so long. Like that would have been a blast to be at. Okay. What's the most valuable characteristic a leader can have Ooh. one. Man, I, I think they have to, what is the best offense in football? Are you talking team-wise or just schematically? Systematic, yeah, schematically. Okay. Um, man, these spread RPOs are pretty incredible. You know, if, if we had – if we just had the personnel to, to do it like you, you watch on Saturdays, uh, that would be just so much fun. Uh, the things that they do is so creative and, and – and, incredible uh it's it's really cool to watch so on the flip side what's what's the best defense to stop that offense well shoot i think if you could sit in a three four the whole game you you'd feel great about that because really it can adjust to anything you can walk a guy down and get a 40 front if you want to you can play two high safeties two corners i mean you can play cover four to it you can 
play two man to it. I mean, you you can do about anything out of a three four. If you if you had if you had the right guys all the time, year in and year out, and you could just sit in a three four, I think any defensive coordinator would say yes, please. Final question: Who has the best college mascot? Oh gosh, um, I mean, I'm a, I'm a I'm a Mizzou guy, so I mean, Truman the Tiger is the Homer answer, but. Oh man, that's a tough one. Uh, like mascot specifically, or like because uh, there's some like the Chanticleers is a, is a pretty that's a pretty cool mascot. That's a good one. Yeah. Well, again, Coach, thank you for coming on this podcast. I I hope our uh, listeners were able to take away at least some pieces of our conversation. And uh, thanks for giving us some valuable insight into how you run your program and. Uh, I know the people around here in our immediate area are definitely admirers of, of what we're doing. And, you know, I appreciate your attention to core values and the way you lead our young men. And uh, I, I can't say thank you enough. So appreciate you coming on. Well, thanks for having me. This is, this is, this is a really cool, uh, cool setup that, that you're doing here. I mean, this, you know, I know, you know, just from our meetings that, that that you've got with with coaches and things like that, how how important core values, mission statement, but also not only implementing that, but 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 actually acting on those on a daily basis. I I I really appreciate that. When you go through that, I can just see your commitment to it, and and in leading just the athletic department overall. Uh, it's you know we're we're really lucky that we've got somebody that cares enough about doing things right, cares about kids. Um, we're, we're really lucky to have you at, at the top of it. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Lead to Win podcast. Be sure to set your notifications to receive updates on new episodes. The Lead to Win podcast can be found on Spotify, Amazon Music, and Apple Podcasts. I'm your host, Bo Bergen. Until next time, now go do the work.